0: A remix, bro. Medicine Remix,
1: fam. Medicine it's Gary Vee. Remix, next big thing. Get on it now. We appreciate that, brother. Make the most of today. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remixed.
0: It's really good, Medicine Remixed Hood. It's Reesh, it's your favorite medical podcast, Medicine Remixed, and it's Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to any fathers listening out there. We're gonna play a few father-related segments from past episodes of Medicine Remix coming up, but before we do that, big shout out to my father, my dad, my hero and my inspiration every single day. He came to New York City in the late 1970s from a small village in South India. When I say village, I mean a real village, not like Greenwich Village or some shit like that, for example. You know, that must have been so confusing for my dad when he came to this country, by the way. But anyway, neither of my parents are doctors. They both came from very poor backgrounds, especially my dad. I'm the first doctor in my family. And when I graduated from residency almost a year ago, exactly, I knew my dad was really proud of me. know it meant a lot to both of my parents to see their dreams for their son come true but my dad had a very specific respect for orthopedic surgeons in particular because an orthopedic surgeon saved his life in the winter of 1989. My dad was finally at the peak of his jewelry retail career. Business was booming. And one night when I was approximately four years old, I'll never forget it, I remember being drawn away from my cartoons to the sounds of my mom screaming and crying on the phone. I was old enough to understand what my mom was explaining to my grandmother who lived with us. And she was telling my grandma that my dad had been shot in the leg. My only knowledge of gunshots at that point in time were from TV, and I thought no matter where you got shot, that you automatically died. So I remember asking my mom if my dad was dead. I remember she picked me up, she hugged me, started crying even harder and said, your dad's not dead, don't worry, he's going to be okay. I don't know whether she actually knew that for a fact or not at that point, but that's what she said to comfort me. My dad was shot at close range as his jewelry store in Queens, New York, was being robbed. They not only took everything that he worked so hard to build, but they almost took his life. He was rushed to the emergency room of Booth Memorial Hospital in Flushing, New York, and was immediately taken to the operating room for a shattered femur from the gunshot. And apparently the bullet was dangerously close to his femoral artery. An orthopedic trauma surgeon who was on call that night fixed his leg with a long titanium rod, shish the two ends of the broken femur bone to bypass the fracture site and lock the rod in place with a series of screws. A surgery that a quarter of a century later, his own son would be doing hundreds of. In fact, I just did one this afternoon, believe it or not. My father bounced back from that injury stronger than ever and built back his business in the exact same location in Queens, New York, to where it still exists today. And to illustrate the type of guy that he is, the man wore a fucking bulletproof vest for a few years while he built up both his business and the proper security systems to prevent something like that from ever happening again. He's been there for almost 40 years now. Yup, that's my dad. If you guys and gals are interested, I actually started a podcast with my dad called Bob's Golden Business, which I started recording with him earlier this year as a way to keep in touch with him and also extract all the wisdom he has just waiting to be shared. There are two episodes out so far, so definitely check that out if you're interested. The episodes are basically structured with me asking him questions about his come up story in the retail business and in American life as an Indian immigrant in the late 1970s. Whenever it is that we get to that part of his life of being shot in the Bob's Golden Business podcast, we'll be sure to do some kind of collaboration with Medicine Remixed to further illustrate the medicine behind his traumatic injury. Next up, I'm going to play a spoken word poem that I wrote about my dad's life called Pops way back in my college days. I think it paints a pretty accurate picture of the man, the myth, the legend, my dad. Enjoy.
2: So one goes out to my pops. My father was from a land of farmers and snake charmers. Tried to get good karma by doing his dharma. Which was to survive, stay alive, and provide for his tribe. He always had it rough, but always kept his cool. Even when he had to walk barefoot to school. Never sick and that tired. Stayed on the grind, fixing bikes and flat tires. Never had much in the first place, but hustled up a fuss to leave his birthplace. And eventually he came to this country of opportunity so one day his son could be an MD, or even an MC, be whatever he could never be. Worked hard after immigration to move out of the hood and get his kids an education. Hustling to the wire to feed fuel to the fire, inspired him to perspire for something that he desired, to get his family something much better and much higher. Thought Brooklyn looked grim, hustled to rush out of flushing. After some strong fighting, moved out to Long Island. Never thought he was working too much, cause it wouldn't be worth it if he didn't keep moving up. My old man been through a hell of a lot of struggle, and went to so much trouble to burst everybody's bubble. When the whole world gave him the cold shoulder, the soldier used his soul to make pebbles move boulders. Everybody laughed at him, spat at him in his past, till he passed all his critics and he had the last laugh no one thought he'd succeed working the odd jobs used his willpower to make his bills tower this killed cowards who were still sour and made him take cold showers times used to be hard his own people used to call him retard he had no degree just a green card even Telugu's used to say who the hell are you? thought he had weak parts but showed the whole world his strength through his street smarts took a shot of life with no chaser took some hits saw the pits but wits the one in paper Often fed up but never let up Used to sleep in the haze in his used Chevrolet Always believing he would see better days Never frowned, he took it like a man through all the ups and downs Always ready to rumble but never forgot to stay humble People showed him no love when he didn't have a penny But he still ain't bitter cause he stayed helping many He stayed out of people's business so he had time to start his own Nobody would have known a kid barely grown Could make a life for himself all alone without a groan Climbed a ladder to success While everybody stomped on him at every single step He made bread from crumbs Started counting hundreds instead of ones But still never forgot just where he came from Not many dudes could hustle like my pops Like how he bounced back strong even after getting shot That's my dad Never gave up to give us the life he never had I love you dad That's it.
0: So I hope y'all enjoyed that little poem I wrote about my dad over a decade ago when I was an MC, before I was an MD. But anyway, to continue with the theme of some personal stories about my dad and some crazy experiences he's had with doctors, roughly 20 years after my dad got shot in his jewelry store while it was being robbed, he had another near-death experience, And actually it was even more near death than being shot, if you can believe that. So when I started med school, I really didn't feel like I belonged there. And I really started having second thoughts about becoming a doctor deep down. And then something happened to my dad that first year of medical school that changed my perception of medicine and what it means to be a doctor. And even more broadly, what it means to be a good person. So this next clip is from a podcast episode D and I recorded back in 2013 about medical malpractice and some other medical legal topics. And our guest was none other than my sister, who's currently an attorney in Silicon Valley. So in this next segment, you'll hear a cut from that classic podcast episode where Dee, my sister, and myself talk about what happened to my dad and the still-unknown hero who's responsible for my dad being alive today. As always, call in with questions, comments, or insights. Hit us up on social media. Thanks for listening. Much love to all the amazing fathers who are either still with us or have passed on. Happy Father's Day from the one and only Medicine Remixed.
1: Taking it back to the medical and legal side, you brought up something, the Good Samaritan thing. Yeah, so I was out to dinner with my sister the other night, and this guy in the table right behind us just, like, falls backward. And the waitress, you know, was like, oh, shit. And <laughs> then, like, I turned around. I was like, all right, time to going to doctor mode. Like, I don't know. Do you have a seizure? What's right. going on? He's lying on the floor. And, you know, I'm about to crouch up next to him. And then he's like, oh, I'm fine. Just a really bad back spasm. I'm just like, oh, shit. And he got up and sat back down. Back spasm and, took him out, huh? Yeah, no. It was, wow. it was like,
3: <laughs> like a, he was down there for a while. I couldn't see his facial expression, but I went into lawyer mode. And I was like, don't touch him. Yeah, <laughs> <Don't>
1: touch <laughs> him. yeah so then like, I started asking my sister about that. And I was like, yo, so what if something happened right. and try yeah. to like, you know, resuscitate this guy? And then you know, maybe he doesn't make it. What percentage of CPR works? Right. Like, it's not a great it's number. A, it's a very yeah. small number. But I was asking my sister about the Good Samaritan. In law, I was like, oh, but if I'm trying to help him and it turns out that his condition right. just like Worses? deteriorates, yeah. how is that my fault hypothetically?
3: Yeah, so um, most States have this Good Samaritan statute, whereas just a regular person, if you try rendering aid to them and something goes horribly wrong, if you're not grossly negligent, so if you don't like willfully do something knowingly that you're gonna make their condition worse, like you should be protected under this statute. Mm-hmm. But as a doctor, your duty or you know, your burden is higher, so you're not acting as like the ordinary, quote, mm-hmm. Good Samaritan, you're automatically under the standard of doctor you know, so you had just graduated med school, you know, or had gone through a year of Mm -hmm. training. So you would be compared against your peers. And if you made that individual in a worse off situation, you would be liable.
1: But then what does that do to the psyche of a doctor or a good Samaritan when you're like, yo, I don't want to touch this person because like, I'm afraid that if I fuck him up or like, you know, he dies, that it's going to be my fault. Yeah. And so let's say that that scenario actually happened. Right. And this guy passed out out and someone was like, is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor in the house? And I'm just like, don't, <laughs> don't say anything. Yeah. And I just didn't speak up. That's
3: actually okay. like uh, yeah.
1: Not, not yeah. coming forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the patient that's, died. You
3: the you have no duty of care. So, if you were that person's mother. You're just an mother, asshole. Then yeah. Yeah. That's yeah that's it. As yeah. bad as <laughs> if you were that person's mother, if you had a special relationship with that person, if you were that person's nanny, mm-hmm. that would be one thing. But just as a doctor, yeah. even the Hippocratic oath doesn't require you the render aid
1: wow yeah wow I did not know that
3: yeah so
1: like you know that episode of Seinfeld I think it was that final episode the final episode yeah, the final so the, episode. the premise was yeah. on the Good Samaritan <laughs> mm-hmm. law because I think it's it's a little ridiculous <laughs> and that's why like Seinfeld right. used it right. as like you know what the hell is this thing yeah. and I think the premise was it was all four of them and they witnessed a guy getting mugged and they didn't do anything mm-hmm. and basically they were all put on trial for you were in a position where you could have done something to help this guy that yeah. was obviously in need yeah and you did it. Yeah. So it's not accurate for the scenario that we just described. That if I was a doctor witnessing, you know, an event where my services might be needed, and I just sit back.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like you a bitch no and don't do Yeah. As sad as that is, the justice system does not require you to act unless you have a special relationship with that
1: individual. So you just have to transcend law and your ego. Morality and morality. <laughs> Getting a bitch. Actually, this. be courageous enough to inspire of all of that to do the right thing yeah. know, and to do what you were, you know, think, to do. And I think, yeah,
3: most doctors in that situation if they could, I know not on, in a plane would just call 911 and have EMS right. deal with it because yeah. they're the certified professionals yeah. in that regard. You don't want to leave them off in a worse condition. Right. right? And yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe that individual realizes, wow, that person really tried to render yeah. aid and doesn't right. decide yeah. to sue, but, you know, yeah. y- you never know. So, yeah.
1: this reminds me of probably one of the most important, like, stories in my life life. One moment that I was just like, alright, being a doctor is on some other shit yeah. because of what happened to my dad. What happened to our dad? My first year in school. Kind of my dad, too. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of our dads. <laughs> All of our dads. <laughs> <The> dad. <Yeah. laughs> During my first year of medical school, I get a call from my mother explaining this scenario that just happened. So my dad, you know, he's he's a connoisseur of uh, fine know. scotch Alcoholic and cognacs. Beverages. So one of his boys has a liquor store out in Queens and anytime he gets like new product and you know yeah. he runs it by my dad like oh what do you think and so he came by one day and gave him some kind of like ginger based like french cognac or something he wound up being and my dad took a sip of it and he was like oh yeah that's good i'll take a bottle and he's driving home a little bit after that and he starts to feel a little bit like tingly. itchy and yeah. tingly and he's had like allergies before and he was like oh you know maybe i just need to like pop a benadryl when i go home but like something was different that day because like it just kept getting Getting worse to the point where he was puffing up and he was noticing that it was getting harder and harder to swallow. And he looks at himself in the rear view, and it was probably like that scene in Hitch yeah. where Will Smith, you know, eats some shellfish that he's allergic to, him, up, yes. puckers up, and this is really bad. Right. So that's medically known as an anaphylactic reaction, a severe allergic reaction, right. and your body responds in that way where it could potentially be life threatening yeah, if and it's not. He was having swallowing is yeah. indicative of everything. Of like exactly which is the most important thing to keep somebody alive always in our protocol of the steps to follow you make sure that the airway is available and he's an amazing human being and he's able to stay calm under pressure and you know he knew this was bad so he was trying to get off the road he was able to kind of like come up right into the divider and it doesn't crash into it but like kind of like scrapes up up against it and that's the last thing he remembers and then the next thing he remembers is A person over him saying I'm a doctor I'm here to help you Everything's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. There was that flash And then the next flash Was him waking up In an ambulance Trying to figure out What the fuck just happened And when he's finally Back to a clearer state of mind Like he's trying to You know get some more information Like what happened So what happened was I told you what was happening In his car But right behind him There was a doctor That happened to see This car like swerving All over the place And you know He was with his wife He stopped after my dad hit the divider mm. got out of his car went in there i don't know if he did cpr or mm. what but like his wife was uh calling ems he was able to diagnose what he had based on you know just looking at him mm. and told ems like bring one to one thousand mixture of epinephrine and epinephrine is what you give in that situation to counteract that mm. severe allergy they were there within minutes like clockwork they were able to give that drug to him and save his life yeah. and you know he gets all this information and he he's just like well you know who is this doctor that you know saved my life I owe my life and they're like oh you know he never left his name that was like some movie shit to yeah. me I'm like are you fucking kidding me yeah. it was a pretty powerful moment for you I know both of us up every time yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, it's just crazy like the amount of coincidence and you know there, there was probably plenty of doctors on the road that day yeah. and and, the reasonable
3: person would probably be like that's a drunk driver yeah. or whatever yeah. Like, yeah, I'm the not wasting the, yeah. so the reasonable yeah. person
1: act full circle right the reasonable person would be be like, oh, I'm not getting involved in that yeah. shit. Ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> shit. Yeah. But this guy not only was a doctor, yeah. but he was a good motherfucker. I'm yeah.
3: beyond his call of duty. Beyond <laughs> his
1: call of duty, regardless of what kind of liability or any of this shit that we were talking about, saved my dad's life. By probability, my dad should not be alive today. Which is a hard thing for me to say. But that's some heavy shit, man. Yeah. I entered med school not really knowing if that's really like what I wanted to do. I, I felt like I didn't belong there and that's Story that what happened to my dad like you know changed how I viewed it with how jaded doctors have become all the bullshit we have to deal with how unsatisfying it can be at times when the idealistic student that is right. in you somewhere right. in the past and exactly at one <laughs> point with thought that yeah, yeah this whole game was just about helping people it's important to not lose sight of that and if you're really in it and most people aren't unfortunately no. if you're in the business of medicine to help your fellow man and that's what you're passionate about and that's what makes you feel good, then you're doing the right thing. The rest will fall into place, man. And if you're doing what you're supposed to do, acting in accordance Within with Within your that.
3: own moral code, I think that's really yeah. important. And, you know, there's just billion reasons to just be jaded as a lawyer too and point the finger at the dirty yeah. ambulance chaser or, you know, the one that's just trying to take all their clients' money. But there's good in any and every profession. And Absolutely. you just have to Absolutely. divorce the professional, the reasonable man's standards sometimes you know the legalese and just be true to yourself and what would you do mm-hmm. in your heart of hearts in that situation right uh,
1: thank you for calling the medicine remix hotline please leave message is- at the sound of the beep thank you
3: hi this is chris uh i just want to say i'm really enjoying the station and i really appreciate you sharing that story about your father and uh, him having an allergic reaction in his car while he was driving uh, that's just a really powerful story, to, and I mean, I can see why that was great motivation for you to kind of go through with uh, finishing up school and becoming a doctor. Because, I mean, I don't tell you, you couldn't have uh, great respect for someone who would who would do something for someone they don't know, and not try to take any credit for it. Uh, so, I wish you well with uh, with everything that's going on, and uh, I mean, it sounds like you're gonna be be a great doctor. So, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs>
1: please do your part the podcast share them if you like them if they're good spread the word we've been getting incredible feedback man and to those of you who have written in thanks those who haven't man feel free to do it i know for me man it's it's been pretty incredible some of the feedback we've gotten has been i mean to be real honest like life changing like really yeah i mean you know even if uh one person's listening and benefiting from this that's enough motivation for me to keep doing it yeah absolutely so you know keep up the good work thanks for listening thanks for spreading the word and we got a lot of things coming up man any words of wisdom Stay hungry. Stay hungry. I agree. Uh, But eat healthy. (laughs) But eat healthy. Medicine
3: Remixed.